0: You got your Bibles? <coughs> the B-I-B-L-E. Can you get it out, whether it's on your phone, your iPad, or your hardcover? Say, this is my Bible.
1: This is my Bible. I
0: can have.
1: I can have. What the
0: Bible says I can have. What
1: the Bible says I can have. I can do. I can do. What the Bible
0: says I can do. What the Bible says I can And have. I am. And I am. What
1: it says I am. What it says I am. Amen. You excited about that today? Aren't you excited about the Word of God? Mercy. God went through a lot of work and a lot of history so we could have the Bible in our hands today. Father, we love you. We thank you for the Word of God. It is a treasure worth digging and mining out its truths, Lord, to set us free. So we thank you not only that, that we just read it. But, Father, we thank you you gifted us with the Holy Spirit to illuminate and bring revelation to us. So, Father, we just lean upon your Spirit to bring out truths that set us free in the life that we are living, in the race that we are running. In Jesus' name. Everyone said,
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Well, today we want to talk about time with God. Hey, what is going on here? Time with God is important, and it's uh, kind of a theme that uh, we've kept in front of us uh, pretty much the entirety of Inspiration Bible Church's existence that we got to have time with God and sometimes we we know that but are we practicing it all the time regularly and so we want to just talk about the importance of that today
0: this is going to be a little bit of a spin off from Faith Club those women who are in Faith Club the main theme and the main goal of Faith Club is to teach all of us to have a routine of daily time with him. We are studying the book of Acts right now, but we're getting in the habit of daily reading the word of God and spending time with him. And uh, so this morning, we're not going to Acts, but we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about what does that look like for you? What does your time with God look like? And we are going to be going to 2 Timothy chapter 3. But before we do, you know, Jesus, we talked about it already in service that we are living in the last days. And uh, Jesus warned us that in the last days there would be some tough times. He called it perilous times. Uh, But Jesus and the Father and the heart of God doesn't want you to treat prayer like a 911 call. What do I mean by that? Pastor, what do we, what do we mean by a 911 phone call? Well,
1: basically, if our prayers are 911, God, I'm in trouble. I need help now. Uh, that's okay. I mean, we all got times like that, and the Bible says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will receive help. Thank God for that. But we need more of a relationship with the Lord than just emergency situations. Mm-hmm. We need a relationship. We need that friendship built through a daily time with Him, and not just uh, crisis management moments of our life that uh, we call nine one one for.
0: Absolutely. So, y'all remember, we're not going to turn to uh, the Israelites, but y'all remember in the Old Testament the Israelites, and we see them many times doing the nine one one call. What do I mean by that? Because they would they would do their own thing and be about their busy lives and do whatever they wanted to do. And then all of a sudden, when crisis hit, they would be, oh, God, help us now. Do you remember that? If you've read any of your Old Testament, if you don't know what I'm talking about, start reading the Old Testament. Start in, well, you can go in Genesis and Exodus and find all this. But anyway, they were good at the 911 distress call. And like you said, Pastor Greg, God God heard them was God usually always, whenever they did the 911, like, okay, here you go. But that was not God's best. God wanted them to have a daily communication and a following after him and a heart after him and a communication with him on a daily basis. In fact, when he set manna, for them to eat, he didn't want it more than one day's worth because he wanted them to learn how to do something daily, to depend on him daily. You know, many of us, uh, (laughs) we don't want our kids just having a relationship with us when they're in trouble. That hits home. I'm talking not just your kids who live at home. I'm talking your grown kids. Do you really want to hear from your grown kids only when they're in trouble? That's a bummer. You want to hear from your grown kids all the time when things are good too. So that you can have a relationship with them. God wants your praise. He wants your worship. He wants your your adoration. He wants all of you. He wants your heartache. He wants your pain. He wants all of you. On a daily time.
1: That's right. So let's go into this, and we'll. This may not make sense at first, but we'll explain it. Second Timothy chapter three verse one, it says, "But know this." So you got to know this, right? Okay, got to so know it. Don't just kind of think come about on, it. Come
0: on, punch your neighbors. So you got to know this.
1: That in the last days, perilous times will come. It's not that they might; they will, and we are living. In the, days. in the
0: last three years, have you seen a little bit of perilous times in our world? Oh, yeah.
1: And then just, uh, so I was, I think I got the wrong address here, but it's... Well,
0: you have the New King James Version. Oh, the, the and then Passion then Translation. The Passion Translation. It
1: says, but you, but us uh, see, but you need to be aware that in the final days, that culture of society will become extremely fierce. You know, and uh, just... You watch the news, and you see things happening, and uh, I recently i am debating on whether I regretted doing it, but I got what's called the Neighborhood app. What's going on in my neighborhood? What's going on in the area around Anybody
0: have those apps?
1: And uh, so, uh, actually, I downloaded the app because I thought I would use that as an opportunity to tell my neighbors,
0: we got puppies.
1: Buy one. But... uh, that didn't work out. Don't
0: worry, they're all gone. You can't you can't get a puppy so, no more. Oh,
1: uh, but what happens is people post every day stuff going on in the neighborhoods. Well, what's going on every day is man, I was went to sleep last night and somebody broke in and stole my car and took stuff out of my house or my shed and and uh, anybody hear the gunshots last night? You know, and all this stuff. This is what's in the the neighbor my neighborhood, and so. Uh, when we look at the Scripture and we find out that in the last days, things are going to happen. In other words, and what's happening, too, is uh, in this neighborhood app, it's kind of interesting. Man, I called 9-1 and the police didn't show. They said it wasn't urgent enough. Uh, what's not urgent about my car being missing, you know? What's not urgent about someone breaking and entering into my home? And police aren't showing up for this? Is anyone else? You know, so there's all these discussions and not-so-interesting <laughs> reports. But, but this is the world we live in, and people are frustrated. Our culture is changing, and we got this woke society trying to take us hostage that we want things to be civil. But the Bible says in the last days a lawless society will emerge. Lawless. Which is interesting because the Antichrist will be a person of lawlessness. If you have a law-abiding culture, you will never accept a lawless person. But if you have a lawless culture, of course you will accept a lawless leader. And so that's the world we live in. And just to just bring you up to speed, if you haven't already noticed this, a few current events going on in our world, powerful earthquakes, pandemics, wars, rumors of wars, woke societies, globalism, gender confusion, China threats of global domination, environmental disasters, nuclear threats from several nations, violence, and insurrection seem to be plaguing our newsreels every day. So when we're talking about time with God, it's imperative that we have time with God every day today. And so if we can do anything today, we want to prompt you into creating that time, carve out that time. So, because da- disasters and, and the way culture is going, you're probably going to need a 911 moment with God sooner or later. And I'm telling you, it would better to be have a relationship with Him on the front side of a disaster than trying to play catch up with Him after the disaster happens.
0: How many of you have friends that you haven't talked to in years? My hands raised to you. So, I'm probably not going to call one of those friends that I haven't talked to in years when I'm in a crisis, because then I'd have to, like, get them up to speed of everything going on in my life before I even said, well, I need your help. I'm not going to ask them a favor when they don't even have a clue what's going on in my life, right? So, why do we think we can ignore having time and a relationship with God And yet, when crisis hits, all of a sudden, we want him to just be up to speed. Now, I'm giving you that God is God, and he already knows. And he is a gracious, good God. But he wants more than your crisis. He wants a relationship with you. And, you know, relationships can be wonderful, especially with your Abba, Heavenly Father. It is a beautiful thing. We're going to John chapter 14. You know, when we're talking about this, I want you to know that in the midst of everything that the Bible says about perilous times in the last days, it also talks about a peace that surpasses all of your understanding during those times. How do you get that peace in the midst of a lot of, ugh? That's all I can say, ugh. How do you get peace in the midst of, ugh, time with God? Here we go. John 14, 1. This is out of the New Living Translation. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust, everybody say trust, Trust. in God. God. And trust also in me because this is Jesus talking. So trust is a big word. It means you are fully persuaded that God has got you. If you are fully persuaded that God has got you in trust, then you relax. You have peace. Do you remember we're in the middle of praise and worship this morning, there was just like a peace that hovered over us? Because you were giving it to God. You were saying, God, I give this to you. This isn't meant for you. Do you know you're not meant to carry the load of the world? Do you know that? I don't care what your occupation is. You might be one that goes all around, and we have some of those here who go all over the world, and they're, they're you know, taking care of bad guys and helping heal the good. That's great, but the weight of it is not on you. It is on God, and that's a wonderful, peaceful place when you are believing for your spouse, and you're You're nervous about your spouse. Come on, rest. Have some time with God, and you'll find all of a sudden you're not anxious so much. You're peaceful.
1: Later on in that same chapter, in verse 27, Jesus is about to leave, and these are some of the last words he had with his disciples. And he says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind (laughs) and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. You know, that is a good word for us today. Yes. Because um, people are troubled and afraid. And the future is uncertain. If you want to have heaven on earth, you've got to have time with God. One of the things, we want to, got this table and, or table, chair, and end table, a little lamp. We want to give you some some just ways, practical ways you can have time with God. Life gets busy, a lot of demands work, money, family, surprises, schedule changes. But somehow, some way, you've got to carve out time with God. Uh, I was filming uh, with uh, the women's uh, Fight Faith, Faith Club. And Erin uh, said something uh, a while back, one of, the, one of the weeks, that she said something really important, that have you ever just got up in the middle of the night just to tell God you love Him? A lot of us are too selfish with our sleep time that we would never do that. And sometimes we just, our only time with God is, God, i got a list of demands. You know, what about just, God, I'm here. I just want to Listen. Time with God. You know, if we're to live a fasted life, sometimes it means going without maybe something. You know, in my own personal life, I thought I required X amount of hours of sleep. Otherwise, I'm just a grump to live with. Well, the truth of the matter is, if I gave up 30 minutes to be with God, I was a more pleasant husband. And God could show me how to be a better husband to my wife who was tired of Mr. Grumpy Pants. (laughs) So the less sleep, less became more because God's spirit was growing bigger inside of me to deal with the demands of life. Sometimes we think, I just can't function unless I get so much sleep. You know, I beg to differ with you that if you would give up a little bit, God will maximize your life more.
0: Amen. We need to turn the switch on with God. And the power switch on. And how do you get the power switch on with God? Talking to him. Reading his word. A constant flow to keep the light on. The light of Jesus on the inside of you. You know that when you walk anywhere, whether it's on your job or whether it's to go to the grocery store, wherever you go, that the light ought to be shining out of you because you've had time with God and the light is on lights on. Uh, you know, you you walk into darkness and guess what shows up? The light of Jesus. Do you know you can be, how many have ever been in a parking lot, dimly lit, and you sensed evil? Anybody been there? And an sometimes, and I have, this has been me a couple times, and I'm by myself, and I'm in a dimly lit parking lot, and I sense the evil, and you know what I do? I go, oh, light of Jesus, shine bright right now. You got to be the light right now, and he does, and there's a protection around you when you, see, I'm a- I've already had time with him, so it's not a 911 of God help. It's more like, Holy Spirit, you're already in me. Come on, let's let's shine bright right now because something right here isn't right. Sometimes you can even see it. I have literally had somebody walking towards me that I knew this ain't good. You ever been there? This ain't good. But I don't, I'm not going to go into fear because I've already been with God and I know that I've got the light of Jesus on the inside of me. I'm not going to go to fear. I'm going to go to God, I thank you that greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world.
1: Philippians chapter two, verse fifteen says, So that no one can criticize you, live clean. There you go. That'll preach. (laughs) Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hello. 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 Amen. Amen. Come on, work with it. that a good word. Shine bright. Yep. In other words, have that daily time where the light of God is shining bright within you. Moses was on the, uh, in the very presence of God on Mount Sinai, and he came down, and the people were like, dude, you're glowing, literally glowing, <laughs> you know? W- so they, they were offended by him glowing, so they put, draped uh, a robe over him so he wouldn't glow so much. You know, some of you are in workplaces where you literally are shining the light of Jesus and they want to they want to darken you.
0: Okay, let me give you another practical. I'm just going to be real practical. Everybody likes practical, right? I'm going to be real practical. When you spend time with God and you're talking to God on a daily basis, you might find yourself deciding, because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you, choosing a different route to go home sometimes. And just recently, I just thought, and it was just, you know, I'm talking to God. I'm listening to praise and worship music in the, in the car. And I'm like, you know, I just feel like taking this road home instead of that road. And when I got to, to an intersection where I was looking back through the traffic, I realized I just avoided a major car accident. That's awesome. I mean, that's how you ought to have a relationship with God that you are t- spending time with him, that he can literally direct you a different road when you need to take a different route. That's, that's the kind of relationship we're talking about. When you're, when you're communicating with him on an ongoing basis, you know, could God still help me avoid that accident if I'd never talked to him? Yes, but you're more in tuned to hearing him When you're communicating with them a long time. You know, if you haven't heard somebody's voice in a long time and over the telephone they finally call you, it may take you a minute to recognize their voice. Remember that good friend I was telling you about that you haven't talked to in years? If they call you, it might take you a few minutes to go, now who is this? It's the same way with the Holy Spirit. If you haven't talked to him in forever and he's trying to get your attention to take a different route home, you may not recognize it. Because you really haven't been listening. You're not in tune. You want to be in tune.
1: Why don't you go take a seat over here, and we'll go to that. 2 Chronicles 16.9 says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Wow. God wants to show himself strong to people who are fully committed to him. Not a part-time Christian. Not a when it's convenient, Christian, but fully committed. How many would like more of God showing up bigger in your life? Being strong. He's looking for people. He can do that. So the only antidote for that is hang out with him. Hang out with God. It is God's desire to never leave you. He promised he would never do that. But the problem is we end up leaving God. Well, God, I'd like to spend time with you, but life's crazy. It's too busy. I'll catch up. And God's got grace, and He's merciful. And He invites us to come into His presence. Hebrews 13.5 says, For God said, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? So on a daily basis, we just wanted to show what we do in our lives, and kind of literally what it looks like in our home.
0: Mm-hmm. So, there's here, I want to help you to have a, practically, to have, how do you have time with God? So, you know, find whatever is your comfy chair. Find whatever, whatever makes you comfortable with God. I don't care if that's, maybe it's sitting up in your bed, maybe you have a favorite chair, but find your place. And then, of course, take your Bible and, um, now, for me, you can do whatever you want, but I usually have something to drink. It's usually a cup of coffee because I, I highly recommend your mornings because you're fresh and alert. Now, there have been times when I'll I'll be, I'll be honest, sometimes lately I'm doing morning and night and because I feel like I need it. I'm doing it in the morning, but before I go to sleep, I'm like, I just need some more. And so, whatever, whatever you need from God, if, you are fall, or if you're falling asleep, though, at night, you might want to switch it up because you don't want to fall asleep. Now, at nighttime, if you've already had time with God in the morning, go for it. Now, I have this calendar here for a reason because I don't know if your brain works like mine, but I think of everything I'm supposed to be doing when I'm having time with God. So, I quickly jot it down so I can move on with God. Because what happens if I don't jot it down, I don't forget. And my brain keeps going, you're not going to forget now, you're not going to forget. You're not going to forget. Sometimes, though, it's actually God is showing me someone that I'm supposed to text or I'm supposed to get together with. So what do I do? I, j- I jot it down, and then when I'm done reading the Word, or I'm done talking to God, or I usually have a journal over here, and I, when, when I feel like God's telling me something, I'm journaling. Highly recommend soap. No, I don't mean the kind that you take in the shower, okay? If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. S stands for write down a scripture. When you are reading, say you're reading a couple chapters in the Bible, usually one verse will stand out to you. The reason it's standing out to you is God wants you to highlight that verse in your life. So I'll write down that scripture, The O in SOAP stands for, what am I observing about this scripture? What what observation am I learning in this scripture? Why is this scripture standing out to me? The A stands for application. How does God want me to apply this scripture to my life? Like God highlighted it to me. Why? How am I supposed to apply this scripture to my life? The P stands for prayer. What I usually do, so I'm usually over here is my journal. And when I'm doing my soap and I get to the P, you can do what you want, but I write out my prayer of that, concerning that scripture. So say I've got a, a scripture that is, as real, God has really highlighted. I begin to say, Father God, help me too. And I begin to say, what, I've already seen what he wants me to apply to my life. And now I'm saying, God, help me do that. Help me to apply this scripture to my life. Help me to do what your word is telling me to do. I'm telling you, God wants to come alive in your time with him. And uh, there's a book, uh, I highly recommend it. It's called um, uh, The Divine Mentor by Pastor Wayne Cadero. And he talks about the soap. But he also talks about treating the people in the Bible like they're your mentors. We've heard a lot about mentorship here and there over the years. But have you ever thought about the people in the word of God being your mentor? For instance, you'll read about David in the Bible. Now, David, picture David right across from you with his cup of coffee. And David's going, oh, Starlene, I did something that I want to help you with that you'll never do. And he begins to share his story of what he did that was not so good. Don't ever do this, Starlene. Learn from my mistake. But I did a few things right. Can I share with you what I did right? And he begins to share with me in the Word of God what he did right. They are mentors in the Bible. There's so many characters. You know, we, we kind of giggle around here about you're a character. There's a lot of characters in the Bible. I mean, there is. There's a lot of them but have a certain time with him, have a plan. In other words, we've handed out bookmarks to have Pastor Greg, do you got the bookmarks with you? Um, is there more of those available? There's a few there's, there's a, a few, few left back at the Psalm, It's right. our gift to you. Just take it. It's for 3 months. It's a Bible reading plan. If you don't have a reading plan, grab a bookmark. Get on a reading plan. Start reading the word of God. Have a plan, devotional journal, um, write down some things because you might forget. Do you know we're kind of leaky vessels and we can forget? Write it down. And then, Pastor Greg, what do, you, what do you do as far as do you expect anything?
1: You know, and a lot of times we're just like, I, I, I don't hear God talk to me. God doesn't talk to me like He talks to you. You know, um, what Starlene is telling you about when we slow down to just spend time in God's Word, He's the author. And when He starts illuminating Scripture to us, He's talking to you. In fact, just reading His Bible is Him talking to you. And sometimes we just got to slow down enough and do the soap so we can actually hear and go, man, God's trying to show me something right now. So that's a powerful thing. Uh, So yes, Uh, and when thoughts come to your head that are about your day or meeting or to-do list, jot those down because what inevitably, sometimes we think, oh, that's a distraction. I'm trying to have time with God. No, what God's trying to do through the Holy Spirit is go take care of this issue, t- do that, meet with so-and-so, make this phone call, get an appointment with that. The Bible says he wants to redeem your time. And right. if you're in his word, you are in a place where he is literally talking to you about your whole life. And he will show you how to maximize your day. Yeah. He is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, we they, I saw that an ad on uh, something the other day, and it was about how to improve your IQ. And I was like, "Dang, I need that!" And so, <laughs> what, what the Lord wants to do in your time is He want to m- wants to make you smarter than you really are. He wants to improve you, and so with time with Him, He will make you smarter than you actually are, and that's the gift. That's why Jesus said, let me give you a gift of the Holy Spirit, and His peace is going to guard your heart and your mind. When everyone's going crazy and doesn't know what to do, I'm going to show you what to do. And you're going to look good. You're going to shine bright when everyone else is flaking out and confused. We got a good God. Time with Him. World's going crazy. Man, I just need more peace. I need need a heaven on earth. Some some stuff you can do. Uh, When I mow the yard... I used to just mow the yard, and but now I put my headphones on, and I'm listening to preaching. I'm listening to the Word of God uh, when I drive. I'm not letting some DJ try to pipe into my brain what he thinks I should be listening, or some newsreel that they want to fill me with fear and doubt, and the world's getting bad, and it's getting worse. Man, I want to be built up on my most holy faith. So I'm listening to podcasts. I'm plugged into what I want, not what some media company thinks they need to fill my brain with. You know, and
0: oh, and there's so many things now that are available at your fingertips concerning great resources. I mean, we've got everything from Spotify to Pandora to you can do, you know, uh, your, your music. You can make your own music list. You can make your own worship list. And then listen to the worship music and worship God. And then preachers, I mean, you know, you can listen to IBC preaching too. You can—you know that's all available on YouTube. You, if you haven't subscribed to, to our church YouTube channel, you really should, should do that. And then you can just hop on YouTube and listen. But you can get all kinds of preachers on YouTube that are great preachers. And I tell you, working out, my favorite thing is listening to preachers. You know, as we just wrap this up, we're out of time.
1: Got so much more to share.
0: So can we tell them, we need to next week come back to something, though, because I didn't get there. Next week, let's talk about, this is more than just reading your Bible. Then you move into prayer. And I got some nuggets for your prayer time that are going to really help your prayer life come alive.
1: A lot of times, uh, people are afraid when uh, they go to sleep. You know, what's going to happen while I'm asleep outside. Why don't you just... Turn your TV on or your radio, you know, whatever, with uh, pumping music, gospel music in your home while you sleep overnight. Just soft. You know the devil hates worship? So drive evil out of your house and away from your house. You could even just have uh, scriptures. Just for eight hours, scriptures just rolling throughout your house while you sleep. You know, a lot of people sleep with TV on, and you go to sleep, you know, you don't know what's inspiring them. Some demon, demonic spirit got a hold of them, and they write some story that's filled with some cussing and violence and stuff, and you're sleeping, and that's just playing in your subconscious. Why don't you just play God's word? through the house that will inspire you. Your dreams will be sweeter. You will, you will wake up feeling victorious and more than a conqueror. And you will know there is no evil came near my dwelling place because when I checked out, God checked in.
0: Why don't you stand? You getting some help today? Some practical nuggets? Amen. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence that's been in this place all morning. Holy Spirit, you are even now calling some people who are like, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Today's your day. Salvation is today. If Jesus is not Lord of your life, then today's your day. If you're watching online and this is like foreign to you, then why don't you get right with Jesus? Make him Lord of your life, in charge of everything, and then start this walk with him. If you're in this place and you're like, yep, today's my day. I need to, I need to get right with God. Would you reach your hands towards heaven? We're going to pray a prayer together. Those watching online, you, you raise your hand towards heaven too church would you repeat this prayer with them Heavenly Father
1: Heavenly Father I thank you I thank you
0: for the, blood of Jesus for the blood of Jesus that forgives me
1: that forgives me right now right now
0: where I've fallen short where I fallen of short your best
1: of your best
0: I ask that you would
1: I ask that you would cleanse
0: cleanse forgive
1: forgive me me
0: and today and today I am made right
1: I am made right in your presence in your
0: presence in Jesus, in Jesus name name Amen. Amen. Church, I'm so excited. Heaven rejoices with you that have gotten right with God today. And then let's start this journey. Can we start the journey of having some amazing time with Him? Amen.